Welcome everybody to the Good Life Housing Partners episode 22 broadcasting here out of Good Life HQ in downtown Los Angeles where thing where it's slowly and steadily getting deboarded uh, open uh, outdoor dining is coming back tomorrow we'll see who actually has the courage to open and uh, we may even go and have a bite or two outside with uh, maybe even sit with a waitress or waiter um, so things are looking up, but I, I think we look at the year so far, 2021 here, and I'd say though we're only 28 days in, it's been quite the roller coaster. As you know, the first week of the year, you had you had people storming the Capitol and insurrection, and you know the the week after that, it was it was a lot of talk about COVID and how high death counts and case counts had gotten. Then you had the inauguration and all the sort of threats around that, and then this week. Is, is GameStop week. I mean, uh, it's something that we've never seen before where, you know, millions of users are, are really taking on the, the, uh, the giants of the hedge fund world and, and uh, seemingly winning for the most part. Um, how it ends, I, I imagine it's not going to end well for probably most people involved, but, um, and it's probably too complicated of a topic for us simple real estate people, but, but it's, it's, it's really been a roller coaster start to 2021. It's just been so many things at once that are happening. So, so David Fong, um, give me some thoughts, man. There's a, there's a lot going on out there right now. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's uh, definitely, I'm, I'm taking back what I said on a prior broadcast where I thought 2021 was going to be the year of the vaccine. 2020 was obviously the year of COVID. And so I think this is the year of the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, as you said, you know, it's amazing in 28 days, um, all the different things that, that, has, that has happened. You know, we ended 2020 um, with, with some positive news and, and GDP and the economy and everything. And then, you know, we, we had a you know, happy new year to everyone, too, by the way. And, and then we, you know, had, had the, the, the capital insurrection. And, and now Trump's actually been impeached twice. And although this is starting to look now like it's, it's not going to go anywhere. And, you know, the Democrats sort of have a majority now in the Senate. And so just a lot, a lot of things happening. And then, as you mentioned, GameStop day or, or, or actually AMC Weekly. theater or two, you know, and that's, that's, that's something that, you know, it's one of, the, one of those things where you, who would have thought small investors could pull together Drew Reddit and, and challenge the titans of the institutions and trading and, and, and uh, cause this disruption. And so certainly not something, you know, you know, I, I mean, I had to do a double take when I saw how much did the Dow go up today? You know, just, just a few weeks after last week where, you know, things were looking kind of dire, we're in, lockdown mode again and there's talks about you know all this vaccine distribution is being botched and, and slow Too and slow next, and, next thing yeah. you know i see a new york times article today about how like looks like things have died down like 35 percent and there might be earlier herd immunity than we think and so it's it's just a huge roller coaster it's just, every know, day is like a new like bunch of headlines that generally the headlines don't really affect anything you're doing or, or shouldn't really affect your thinking but like just in the matter of, you know, less than 30 days, we've had, like, real, like, uh, unbelievable events. Like, you know, the capital hasn't been taken since, like, 200 years. You know, we've never seen it, Wall Street hedge funds go down. We've never been, you know, around an inauguration. I mean, the Trump inauguration was, I'd say it was pretty quiet. Yeah. And, I mean, probably more, like, pretty basic on most yeah, levels. Yeah, pretty normal. Pretty yeah. normal. And I can't even remember outside of him who even spoke at that or who said anything. And then this inauguration, you have this... You know, Amanda Gorman, this now extremely famous 
young lady who's become who's a poet who has like three books on Amazon that are sold out yeah, that yeah. haven't been like they're not even gonna ship yet. She's already <laughs> be performing and speaking it's at Super the Bowl. Super Bowl. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's been really a year that like so much has happened, and, and as we unpack it, you know, even for our own like headlines, you know, as a fairly like you know small nimble firm, you know, we're gonna close three deals next week which is three more than we closed last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and just to like have that much ac- a flurry of activity, you know, it just shows you how, how ready people are to, to do stuff. And, and on some level, how crazy people are between an insurrection and, and yeah. like, you know, taking down like Citadel and like some of the largest hedge funds in, in, the, in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, or trying to take them down, well, I guess. Well, I'm looking forward to the roller coaster, or at least to, to, to the action, because I think it probably reflects a lot of people who've been kind of sitting on the sidelines and waiting. I think, you know, latest estimates, uh, you know, they're like $200 billion, they say, sitting on the sidelines waiting to invest in, in, in real estate. And people also think distressed assets, you know, they were supposed to hit in 2020, hasn't really hit. And now the prediction is, you know, it's mid-2021 to the extent that there are distressed assets will start to move. You know, but but what's so crazy and, and reflects the roller coaster nature of everything is that you know the estimates are now you know get this range it's ninety two billion to three hundred seventy billion of distressed assets and you know that's a pretty big range, um, but at the same time I I think you know this this Reddit you know GameStop stuff it's also a reflection of how you know the you know, there's a prediction that consumer spending is really going to jump the second half of twenty of twenty twenty one when you know more and more people get vaccinated and things start to you know get normalized and i think just people with all their personal savings that they've been doing this year um you know and you might have a cures act too all these factors jumbled together you know it, it you know i used to not think it would be a v-shaped recovery but there is going to be some kind of spike in activity I, just even just inquiries on deals and just seeing what's happened in the market i just feel like there's definitely a lot more stuff going to happen and anticipation and, and you know it's exciting especially from you know sitting in quarantine at, at home for the last few months this is, this is exciting to to get back to really getting deals done i think you, you're seeing that david for sure that you're, you're there's a lot of pent-up capital on the investment side and i think you're also seeing it this week really come to form on i, I think we should avoid the game stop topic but it's almost unavoidable because you're seeing that that savings that was like at historical highs, not only in the U.S., but maybe in the world, come to fruition as people start investing into the market and the market started taking off. I mean, the market's at all-time highs. Like, yeah. you know, every market's at all-time highs. Stocks are at all-time highs. And then this week, as profits have been starting to, you know, as earnings report for the, you know, have been starting to come out, Microsoft's hit all-time highs. Yeah, Apple's at all-time Apple's at all-time highs. <laughs> I mean, so these are not like, like unlike, I remember, you know, tw- the two, 2000 era bubble where those were companies that had no profits. Mm-hmm. They barely had revenue, yeah. let alone profits. And, th- and those were like really paper companies. Like yeah. they were false. Like these are real companies that have real profits. The only thing is that's different here is that you're seeing the investments not really happening or at least moving these real companies. It's moving these kind of like quasi companies that are now consumer names like GameStop and Nokia and BlackBerry and you know so those are that's kind of the weird thing in this market um, how it ends probably not well but but I think the other side of it is as we start to look on a broader range is, is you'll see like the the fear has been for a while that the that as inflation takes 
takes its, you know, rears its head and starts to really affect the economy, it'll affect in areas like, oh, suddenly I won't be able to afford a loaf of bread, or I won't be able to buy my organic Oreos, or I won't be able to buy whatever the hell you're trying to buy. And the reality of it is, is that's not probably how the inflation is going to work this time. And I don't even know if it, like the next time it may work that way. Because the, there's so much money flooded into the economy, and the and this is my theory, but they, that there's these consumer goods companies and retailers have gotten so smart about pricing. And even in our own, like in our apartment pricing, like people are, we are so smart about apartment pricing now. Like, like I, I mean, I'm not, this is not me. Like this is not me and you like with our portfolios, but just every portfolio just tracks every other portfolio. And we know exactly where we need to price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, and if you're a professional apartment owner, you know where to price this thing, yeah. right? You yeah. have all the tools yeah. and you know the data set. So you, you rarely are going to get beat on price. Where you're going to get beat usually is you mess something else up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what we see mostly. Yeah. So we, so if you go to like the retailers, like they, they're like, if you look at it, like that Taco Bell dollar menu has been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's probably changed is the quality of the product probably has gone down a little bit and the size of the product has gone down. But the price of it, because they know the consumer is so focused on that dollar menu, that it hasn't really changed. And likewise, when you go to the store and you buy your, whatever, your organic Oreos, whatever you're buying, that product is probably about the same and that pricing is probably about the same. The only thing that's slightly changed is maybe the size of it or the packaging. And yeah. so. I, I, and I think companies, as you mentioned, they're, companies are more fluid, they're more smart about it. They're super it's smart. automated, it's, it's very efficient. And you know, you talk about our apartment pricing and you know, we're, we're monitoring it, that's what we do. Yeah. And so and we're, 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 we try to be, we strive to be fluid. And I think you know, it's, it's, you know, ev- everyone who's a professional tries, tries to do that and that's how they run their business. Um, that, that's how you have to run it to succeed it today. And so it's, so yeah, I'm not, you know, interesting. The thing that's really interesting to see is where interest rates go to, because at the same time, you know, I, I see interest rates staying low for, for a while, but, but at some point, they're at some rise. point, yeah, and that, that's where I think you'll see like real changes in like our world in terms of real estate or in terms of the home buyer and, mm-hmm. and, and even the market will shift if interest rates suddenly were to even tick up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's so sensitive that that's a bigger, uh, policy that the Fed's going to start in yeah. on. And I think that's, I think that will probably be one of the real easy to see effects, catalysts yeah. moments. Although I, don't, I think that's still at least a year out or more. I, think so too. I just don't think they, the economy is strong enough or yeah. people are strong enough for it. But I do think what's going to happen where you will see consumer inflation going back to that is not on these consumer goods. So like you won't go to the store and be like, I can't afford my soy milk or whatever. Where you will go is you will go and you will say, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, M- Miami. And that Miami hotel room that was, you know, in regular years, $100 or $200 might suddenly be three, $400. Because you had the effects of people not having traveled, suddenly having the vaccine, suddenly feeling a lot more comfortable with traveling. And that hotel room, because there's only 100 of them or 200 of them, and there's only a thousand on that wherever they're staying is like it's a pretty you know it's a limited commodity and it's expiring yeah the demand and the demand and the demand suddenly got crazy and i I could totally see that like i see things like you know uh, ecd or these big events start to really like take off as people get more comfortable that they have a vaccine in them 
So I think that's also something that ha- there is a tethering. There's a tethering yeah. effect with that vaccine. Well, what's interesting, I mean, you talk about hotels too. Finally, ho- actually, even at the end of the fourth quarter, there started to be some hotel deals. And you would yeah. think hotels, of all things, you know, given given what the pandemic has done, uh, would be sort of like a, a, a dead asset class for a, for a while. And, and to actually see some movement there, that, that that's that's positive. I think or at least the shows reflects people are somewhat optimistic about what's going to happen with hotels, be it a combination of just leisure travel, you know, there's definitely pent up demand for leisure travel because no one's traveled really. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know, then then the other big question is what happens with business travel, which is a huge generator of revenue for 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 the travel and leisure industry. And I I think that will come back because I I do think, you know, you know, next I year, back, uh, you yeah. know, one interesting would be is May. May is the big ICSC conference, and, and you know, I think CES is around before that. It'll be interesting to see the if CES they actually. Now. Oh, CES is now. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they do it was all online. And they were charging, I don't know, something very yeah. mo- or free, free or online or something. Very, but very. See, but even, low. but even the Super Bowl in two weeks. Yeah, next year, two weeks. It's that I, I, I mean, there, there are people attending. They're going to be people. Not, it's, it's people. Yeah, it's you Florida. No, no, but there's also. I think they said something. They're letting in people who are vaccinated. There's like twenty five thousand people they allow in. They're going to let vaccinated in. healthcare workers. They're yeah, gonna, something attend. like that. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're yeah, you're going to have fans at the Super Bowl, so, but not as many. But you're going to have yeah. fans. So it'll be interesting. So when you get to May, I wonder if, if, if some yeah, that's at least in, in yeah. the retail world, that's where the big co- conferences. I wonder if that's going to actually some of those I, will take place. Will take place. Yeah, definitely, we'll definitely by the fall. I I, I anticipate. You know, yeah. events will start coming back. So the big apartment, and and I think then by next year, the year. NMHC will probably be back. Well, they're saying NMHC is supposed to be in June in San Diego. Oh, in June this yeah. this year. Oh, so yeah, so I, I could see that definitely happening. June, I could see it happening. Yeah, maybe not as many attendees as normal, but I could see it happening for yeah. sure. Because as, and then as more and more of these events happen, that'll just you know validate to people again. It's about the fear factor that there's yeah. no more fear and like hey, we could do this, and then I think people will be out there again. I think it's. I think there's there's a. A fear factor, and there's also, I think it's sort of gonna be like, like, it's, it's gonna take some thawing too. Mm-hmm. Like after you get the vaccine, it's not just like snap. Like even I had it, like while I was <laughs> really the same level of precautious as everyone at most. I I still even now don't fully. I'm not like super, like comfortable. I don't know what I'm uncomfortable doing, but I'm not fully like I'll just do anything. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, and so I think there's a thawing factor. Th- there's definitely happen. a thawing factor, and I think, you know, I, what I heard, you know, Fauci and other people talking about, is there's definitely, you know, social distancing, washing your hands, and, yeah. and wearing this mask. It's not like tomorrow, turn on a light switch, it's yeah. over. Mask off, let's mass go. Off, mass, <laughs> mass off, you know, mask <laughs> off, pencils down. We're, yeah. we're 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 going out partying and yeah. drinking, but. I do think, uh, you know, plus there's also, you know, there's different variants they're worried about now. There's the UK variant, the yeah. South Africa variant, which they, they think hasn't come to the U.S. yet. And so they think there will be something there that will still require some level of masking and doing things oh, here yeah. and there. Do, definitely life will be changed a little bit, but we definitely won't be in lockdown anymore. Yeah. And, and so, so life will be a lot more normal. I think the other thing you'll see is, like, if you look at this dawn effect will really affect as as you go to you know as you start from younger to older populations that thawing effect will be very minimal as people are younger and it'll get much more extreme as people get older so like you know where you could see like 90 95 percent of people that are like sub 30 just going back to normal life 
that might be only 80% of 30-year-olds and 70% of 40-year-olds and 50 of, you know, and on and on until you're, like, where on the, you know, as you get to that top end of the spectrum where you're really more at risk, it might take a while. Yeah. Like, I don't know when the next senior cruise is happening, but I would imagine, yeah. I wouldn't bet on that one happening yeah. for a while. Yeah. It, you know, you might get, like, that cruise with 100 seniors that are, like, super into it, and but you might have a lot of empties because, like, a lot of people are like, I got it. I got my vaccine. I'm good, but I'm still nervous. Yeah, yeah. For a and while. I, and I, I ever think that's that's completely true. I mean, even uh, I, a friend of mine who who just went to manage a property in Santa Barbara. Yeah. You know, he sent me some photos of of, a, of an event they had, and, and uh, you know it was a pool party. You know, Santa Barbara weather, and I saw you know all these college kids, no masks. You know, no, you know, right now. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I guess everyone's over it. And, and I can definitely see as as time progresses even more that they're definitely the. Yeah, at the younger age, they'll be less uh, less concerned about it. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, let's. Uh, this has been a. We could go on for a while here because there's so much to unpack on this roller coaster start to 2021. But why don't we do some numbers of the week, David? I know you have a good one, so we'll start with you. Uh, minus four percent, which is uh, represents um, GDP growth in the fourth quarter of 2020. So 2020 ended up at the you know throughout this you know we had pretty much nine months of of COVID. At the end of the year for 2020, GDP overall was down 3.5%, um, but, but it grew 4% in the fourth quarter, and it grew in the third quarter also. Um, the predictions now are that it's going to be some growth again in this first quarter of 2021 and then just rapidly accelerate in the second quarter. And they think at the end of the year now, CBRE is predicts you know GDP growth will be 4.9% uh, plus in the plus column as opposed to the minus that we had for 2020. And I think, uh, I think they're probably going to be accurate, if not – Sort of under 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 the number too, because I, at least at this point, but you know, with this roller coaster, I could see a big sort of slingshot up um, in the second second half of this year. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's a good number. You're, I think you are going to see that slingshot effect, and, and you're going to see some of it, especially especially in certain sectors and in certain states. I could really see it. I think you're seeing it already. Yeah. Like I think I, I heard a great stat. Like Miami GDP is up. Miami GDP is at ten percent. Like it's mm-hmm. at like. China levels right now, oh, and that's wow. really probably because you just have this confluence of it's open, it's warm, people can work remotely, um, it's a beautiful place, uh, and it's a lot easier to be in Miami right now than most a lot of the way, other ways, coastal cities. Yeah, I mean similarly, I've heard like Man- cities like Manhattan, San Francisco, which have been hurt tremendously, especially in the multifamily market this past year, they expect it to recover by the end of 2021. And I, I definitely could see that happening as more, you know, the big companies in Manhattan open up for, for business again, more people return to the city. So I do see that happening. Um, so my number this week is uh, Fidelity, which is the, the largest 401k provider in the country, noted that approximately there's there were 1% of 401k participants that took a a hardship distribution in 2020. So that's basically you get charged a penalty if you take out money out of your 401k, and so generally it's really like frowned upon or like you should not do it if you and you only do it at all costs. And I was like, well, that seems like a pretty okay number until I realized that in on average years this is typically two percent. So I would have also guessed went the opposite way. Yeah, I would have guessed it would have been like double mm-hmm. on this you know recessionary shrinking GDP year of 2020, that would have been more like 4%. And actually, it's only half. And so that really speaks to maybe what we'll talk about more in the next episode is how you're seeing so much money that has been saved, whether it be the most, you know, 
consumer level all the way up to institutionals. Mm. I mean, you're just seeing money that's been saved across the board. It really has been a, a saving recession. Sure. It's, I guess, people people not going out to eat, people not just, just Or not being money. able to. Yeah, like, not being just, able to spend money. You know, if you, you know, in some ways, like, if, you, if you're getting takeout or delivery, you just end up spending less money, I think, a lot. Yeah. Like, I mean, unless you're going to, like, really fancy <laughs> places, you end up having, you know, your, your drinks at home or your whatever at home, and your, your bills are just lighter. Wow, that's amazing. I would think it's the opposite. I would totally have thought it was the opposite way. All right, folks, this was a, a second episode of the year. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a hell of a start, and we look forward to many more uh, newsworthy events as we continue going forward. Bree Winkler, executive producer extraordinaire, thank you very much for putting this together. And please do reach out, uh, rate us, or give us any messages on pod at Good Life HP or hit our LinkedIn or Facebook anytime. We'd love to answer any questions. We're going to keep it shorter this week. Thank you again, everyone. Be safe, everyone. Thank you.